don't think so, but I know people will like source it. So I guess in the book, like Kylo Ren, like whispers to Ray, like you are the one or some shit to her. Yeah, I heard about that. And I'm like, that's a little too heavy-handed for the first movie. Yeah. Like I don't even like when the fuck did he would he have whispered to her, like when she was all like tied up and shit because that could have that could have played out like Fifty Shades. No, from what I remember, <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm sure they have a version of that somewhere. I'm sure you could Google that and find that. Yeah, it was probably the same fuckers that came up with these theories. <laughs> Fifty Shades of the Force. <laughs> Come on, that's gold. <laughs> you, can't, you can't tell me that's not good. Make that your intro this week. <laughs> <laughs> I might have to now. Welcome to another episode of Bry Guy and His Super Friends. I'm your host, Brian Labick, and my guests for this week include Andy Stolls. Hello. And Ian Leidick. What's up? It's your boy, the Young Bass Pod God, here once again. It's been a long two weeks, so I'm going to give it to you real quick because I know you guys have been waiting for it, and I don't want to make you wait any longer, so I'm going to hit you up with it real quick. My iridescent, my immaculate, my perfect catchphrase. Hey, guys. <laughs> I'm glad you brought that back to the hey, guys. Get the shirt on Teespring. Thanks, Brian. <laughs> Real it, big moment for me. Is there a big logo or like your face or something on the shirt with it? Well, it depends on which design you get. I got a lot. Okay. Hey, guys, I'm really expecting the like bust out of there. Just, you know, real quick. Hey, guys. <laughs> it's real good. People so casual. So casual. It's also twice the length of the Fonzes. So I think it's going to go really well. <laughs> Short, sweet, and to the point. Uh, so you may have noticed this may be the first episode, I think, in probably, I don't even know how many months, but we have no mic on this episode. Like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> this yeah, that, that show is going to fall apart. Oh, shit, I called you out for that like two weeks ago, too, I remember. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you always got to have a fucking mic on here. I know. It just seems, and then it, it always seems to work out. If I can't get Bradley, Romano's available, and if I can't get Romano, Romano Bradley's here. So it's like, there's always a balance. We have no balance. We're totally thrown off this week, so I don't know what the hell's going to happen. Um, I do have sort of, a, I guess, like an announcement. I'll probably be making this for the next couple of weeks to lead up to what we're trying to do. Um, this, I think, this podcast marks, I think, the 84th, if I have my numbering correctly, of the show. So if you listen to the show for a while, when we hit 50, we all got together in the same room. Well, most of us. Ian didn't make it that time. He was there in Tax spirit. season. Yeah. Um, but I had like some old clips that were unused stuff, maybe some of the favorite clips that we had over the first 50 and we all sat down in the room, went over the clips, laughed about them, had a good time. I plan on doing something similar like that for the 100th. So we are on our way to that milestone. And with that in mind, I wanted to try to integrate or see if we could get any type of listener questions or suggestions on topics or anything like that. So to try to, we don't have a very good I don't know how good the following is on the Facebook page. There's some comments and stuff, but we don't get a lot of feedback on the Facebook page, so I'm trying to open it up. I did start a Twitter account, and I have a Gmail account for the podcast. So if you want to send us questions 
of stuff to cover, do you want to send us suggestions on topics or, or something like that, you can now email us at bryguysuperfriends at gmail.com or you can tweet at us at bgsuperfriends. I tried to do bryguysuperfriends. It is too long for Twitter. I had to do bgsuperfriends. So you can find us at those two destinations and send us some stuff and we'll try to filter through those and see if we can use any of that stuff for the 100th whenever we finally make it there. And so, if you're really funny, you'll just get on the show like everyone else. Yeah, it seems to be. If we have good <laughs> enough rapport and feedback, so people just start popping up. What the hell? Uh, it really helps if your name's Mike. Yeah, apparently. Mike is a good go-to name. Uh, all right, so for this episode, what do we have on tap? We're going to be talking about some geek news headline stuff uh, that I've sort of been sitting on, I guess, over the past couple weeks, maybe. Um, so we have some news on Ben Affleck's Batman movie. We have some... Avengers Infinity War news that that movie has started production. Uh, Netflix seems to be making a show on a video game franchise that we'll talk about. We could be seeing James Cameron return to the Terminator franchise, and if anyone is a fan of Godzilla, the sequel to Gareth Edwards' Godzilla has found a new director. So we'll be talking about that, too. So again, our first story, just to get right into it, we'll be talking about Ben Affleck wanting out of Batman. It's... I don't know. It's been waking the waves, I don't know, for like a week or so now, maybe? Uh, are they, all the articles that I was reading on this point to Collider Movies. They're, they're citing John Campia from Collider Movies as the source. He apparently has talked to three different sources within Warner Brothers that say that Affleck wants out. of like for, He dropped out as director. We talked about that. Now he wants to be done with Batman, even playing Batman. So Campia had said that if a deal isn't reached for him to go before they shoot, the next Batman movie, the solo Batman movie he was supposed to direct, that uh, that movie may be his last appearance as Batman. He may be looking to get out right after that. Now, everything I've read, and even Campia himself, is saying that this story is being treated as a rumor. So there's a chance that Warner Brothers and Affleck could work something out. We'll have to wait and see. Opposed to that rumor, I think Screen Rant was writing an article of their own that was basically saying that the rumors for this have been out there for a while, and no matter who the source is, there's always somebody contradicting that source somewhere else. So that's exactly why I don't usually like talking about rumors, because it always ends up being like a he said, she said thing, and there's no way to judge who's right and who's wrong. We just gotta wait and see how it plays out. But the implications for this story, I feel like, are big enough that it's something we probably should talk about, and what the hell we think if, if he leaves. Um, it should be noted too, Ben Affleck is still Batman in Justice League. They already shot that movie, that movie's in the can, they're doing post-production, so when that movie comes out, we will at least have another Batman with Ben Affleck in that one. But, I'll throw it up to you guys, do you think there's any truth to any of these rumors? Not at all. This, this is, this is as dumb as the Mace Windu Snoke shit we talked about. <laughs> Campy himself not only said it's a hugely unreliable, and it's a rumor that shouldn't be shared, which begs the question, why the fuck's he talking about it? Clickbait. We're also, we're also talking about a channel that has under 350,000 subs on YouTube and less than 100,000 Twitter followers. I don't think they're that plugged in that they're getting sources that close to Batfleck. You're talking about I Collider? I think this is dumb. Yeah, Collider and then his their personal, their, their YouTube and their Twitter. They're, it's not like they have a big following where they're like breaking shit all the time. And they're like, oh, I can't believe Collider News found that shit out. <laughs> no, it's like, oh, those guys are talking. That's kind of cool. I do that. But it's just dumb. I don't think there's any truth to these rumors. Like, it could happen, but I wouldn't say he has, like, a source of any real knowledge of the situation. 
Andy, what do you think? Um, I'm kind of with Ian. I, it doesn't seem like it's wholly real necessarily, but uh, I, I wouldn't put it past Affleck to try and get out. It seems like a lot of people try to get out as Batman, so <laughs> it seems to be <laughs> that role that um, people only last, what, two or three movies in. Yeah. What well, you know, that could... If if Affleck actually does want to leave, I feel like it stems a bigger problem for the DC, you know, their shared universe that they're trying to do, that they can't keep actors when they hire them for these big roles. Batman is a big fucking role. It's like you look at Marvel, and they can't get rid of Robert Downey Jr. Of course, they probably have the paycheck to pay him. I don't know if DC's maybe being stingy on a paycheck, and maybe Affleck wants more money or has different demands or what. I don't. I'm not real sure. The rumor could be a uh, a ploy to to get more money in a, in a contract extension. Yeah, could be. Just put something out there to try to negotiate a little bit better. Yeah, like his agents, like, hmm, I think we were going to try and negotiate to get you some more money. Let's say that you don't want to be Batman anymore, <laughs> and let them freak out a little bit, and yeah, they got them right where they want them. I mean, stuff like that, that's classic NBA sports rumors where the GM trying to trade someone leaks stuff. Oh, yeah, everyone's interested in them. You know, try to drive up the price and stuff. So, I mean, it's a classic negotiating ploy. But I think it would be a little weird considering he doesn't want to direct the movie anymore. And you would think that would get him more money to direct it. He would have just done it. True. Yeah. I think they were pointing to, I see a lot of people pointing to his last film that he did, that Live By Night, which I think was done through Warner Brothers, but didn't make a lot of money. So between terrible reviews for Batman v Superman and then him going to live by night, which bombed at the box office, and now he keeps getting asked and scrutinized about his solo Batman movie, even before they even start production. I don't know if he's just fed up and is like, you know what, I don't need this shit. I'm getting out of here. I think that begs the question, how much does he really care what like a bunch of internet dicks say about his movies? <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, even, like, just the grander scale of pulp culture, how many of those people really care outside of the prestige awards and stuff, like, for this kind of, like, thing? Yeah, I mean, like, from a professional standpoint, it does seem like you shouldn't let people like that get under your skin. To the like, point. how would he even know about it? Like, you know, who's up there, like, oh, Ben, did you hear what that fucker said on Twitter <laughs> about you? McSucknuts420? That <laughs> you're fucking terrible in BVS. I, I mean, we don't know how people react to that kind of stuff. He could be one of those people that looks for that stuff, just looking to see what the you know what the general movie going audience thinks. See, and I get that, but that definitely seems like more of what he would have done back when he was hanging out with Kevin Smith all the time, back when he was younger. Yeah. But as he's grown as a person, I think it's a lot easier to tune that stuff out, especially when he doesn't have like a huge social media presence or anything like other people do, like a J.K. Rowling or something. Yeah. Where I bet she sees a lot of people telling her to like suck these nuts and shit. <laughs> Yeah. Uh yeah, I think I'm I'm sort of more in line with you guys. I don't think this is true. I think more because he I mean, he generally seemed excited to play Batman. And the fact that he was going to come on is he like he wrote the script. They have a script that he him and Jeff Johns wrote. He was on board to direct and star. I think it just maybe got overwhelming with all that stuff. So sure, he backs away from directing. I don't think that means he's going to back away from starring. I mean, the big thing is he's got a lot of movies he's either writing, starring, or directing, and it's sometimes all three already. So he could just be busy, and it could even just be a ploy to maybe slow down production on other stuff, like the other DC Batman movies, so he can work on his other projects more. Yeah, it could be. I believe that more than he's actually going to pull out after the next Batman. Yeah, because they're trying to fit, like, this was never announced on DC's release schedule. 
Like the the they might talk about Man of Steel two. That was never announced on the schedule, and a solo Batman movie was never announced on the schedule. But because of what Batman v Superman did, and a lot of people were saying Ben Affleck was largely the you know the best part of that movie, his portrayal of Batman. Suddenly, Warner Brother wants to put out a Batman movie. Now they're trying to fit it in, like you said, sort of amongst Ben Affleck's schedule, who is a busy, sought-after director, actor, writer. So, you know, it was probably good enough they got him to free up his schedule to shoot Justice League. And they I didn't. Mean, this isn't. I don't think they stopped shooting that. Re- like it was. God, probably within the last couple of months they stopped. Right? I can't remember when they were mm-hmm. shooting that. Like it wasn't that it was, long ago. Yeah, I think that's like a difference with Downey. Downey was kind of like. In a lower part of his career when he signed up for Iron Man, Ben Affleck was arguably at his pinnacle, at his apex as an actor and director and writer yeah, when true, he signed true. up for Batman. Yeah. And I think part of it's because he just, his kids wanted to see him as Batman and he thought that'd be dope as hell. I think, yeah. Which it is. I, th- I think I did read that, that it was, his kids pushed him into the role. It wasn't even something he was really into. But I think, you know, after he puts on the cape and cow, I think it, I think, I feel like it started to grow on him. Otherwise, he I'm played not sure it really why well. he, yeah. And I don't know why you'd sign on to write and direct for a character that you don't really care for. I think it's just one of those things. Like, it, it, at best, this rumor is just some negotiation ploy. At worst, it's a dude trying to get some clicks on his YouTube video. Yeah, yeah. How many people watch that Collider video now that Campio was talking about it? Probably no one. They just write about it on Screen Rant. <laughs> It's all you need is the one place to go for a source, then you can cite it everywhere. Whoever wants to write it. I was, like, surprised to see it sourced, even. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I think that's pretty much... I mean, yeah, if we're just saying this probably won't happen, then sort of what we'll go with. I don't think there's too much more we can add to this one. Uh, You guys got any final thoughts for this one, or we'll move on to the director that they might have for this movie? Nothing? Alrighty. Um, so again, we talked a couple weeks ago about how Ben Affleck backed out of directing his solo Batman movie, which I guess at this point is still being called The Batman, like that's what they're referring to this movie as. Uh, we went over a few possible directors. One of those directors that came up, seeming as the front runner, was Matt Reeves, who has directed Rise of the Planet of the Apes and the upcoming War for the Planet of the Apes. Most sites are reporting that he got the job, although nothing official has been announced, and I guess there's a slight chance this could change. I'd seen a couple directors that are sort of like waiting in the wings to see if Reeves passes. One of the names I'd heard was Ridley Scott. Oh, wow. So I don't know how that would look, but... Amazing. (laughs) Um, I think Andy had a chance to weigh in probably when we talked about Matt Reeves. Do you want to add anything else to that, Andy? Matt Reeves possibly Mm -hmm. directing Batman? No, yeah, I think we talked about this last week. Okay, yeah, I didn't know if you had anything new you want to... Add or say. Um, I mean, I'll throw it over to Ian. I'm looking forward to seeing the uh, Planet of the Apes movie, but other than that. Okay. How did you feel about about the, like, prior Planet of the Apes movie he did? Did you enjoy that a lot, or? Uh, That was the first Planet of the Apes movie? The second one, right, of the remakes? Oh, I had the title wrong. It was Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, not Rise. Rise was the first one. I thought Dawn was the first one. Oh, shit. Now I'm all confused. <laughs> you feel like Rise would come first. But Dawn to... is the start of something. I'm going to have to IMDB this shit. I, I think it's Rise, <laughs> Dawn, and War. I thought it was Dawn, Rise, and War. Rise of... The... You know, like how it's night, then day. 
for the dead. Rise of the Planet of the Apes is 2011. Dawn of the Planet of the Apes is 2014. Okay. So Rise came first. So he did the second one. So he did Dawn. I had the title wrong. Yeah, as a matter of fact, I don't remember who did the first one. I enjoyed that movie. I think I liked the first one better, though. Hmm. So I heard a lot of people talk. I haven't seen these new ones yet, but I heard a lot of people talking that Dawn was really good and could have been up there for, like, Oscar nods and stuff. Like, it was that kind of Dark Knight level kind of, like, movie or genre, at least genre-wise. And I think, like, because I saw Cloverfield, I like Cloverfield. I think it had some really great moments in it that he really did well to bring to life. I mean, there's the Statue of Liberty scene, which is iconic. Yeah. And I just think being able to handle that <clears throat> first person handicam film really well, I think, is like a good, sh- like shows how good of a director he is. And he did the screenplay for the American version of, uh, Let Me In. Or in the, you know, the other version was Let the Right One In, which is really a good adaptation. They didn't like cut a bunch of story and just like steal the name. So he's got some good credentials under it. So I like him as the pick for Batman. It's not what Zack Snyder personally told me as a friend, <laughs> the choice, but I'm going to overlook that. And I think it's a good, I think it's a good choice. Does your personal friend Zack Snyder have a choice? Does he have someone in mind that he'd like to see? He did. We talked about it two weeks ago. Yeah, Check it right. out, guys. Check we, it out. We did. I uh, heard radio. That was the, uh, arrival director, right? Didn't he say the, I don't, yeah, 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 it was that guy. Yeah. I can't think of his name. It's John Wick, I believe. Oh, the guy from John Wick? No, no, no. His name is John Wick. Oh, that's not true. Unrelated to the movie. <laughs> <laughs> totally not true. It's not Keanu. It's John <laughs> Wick. Um, so, just out of curiosity, say Matt Reeves passes on this. Would you like to see Ridley Scott take over? You think he'd be a good fit for a Batman movie? Say that about yes to any movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd be curious what kind of style he brings. That's yeah. the other thing, though, at this point, because I heard Matt Reeves is going to do, a, like, a rewrite, maybe not a full rewrite, go through the already done drafts and go over maybe one of them or two and change some stuff. So I think that could play a factor, too, because I wonder if Ridley Scott jumped in, would he want a complete script rewrite? Yeah. Yeah, because a lot of directors don't like stepping into other people's material. Well, then again, I mean, directors are always working from someone else's script. They're not always writing. Well, you writing. figure at this stage in the Batman production... They would let him see the scripts before he'd sign on, and then he that's how he would make a decision. Yeah. Like, that'd all be part of the negotiations. That might be why he's not officially signed yet, is they're still working on how they're going to go script-wise. Because I'm sure they don't want to go through another complete rewrite oh, at no. this point. No, because The Flash is having all sorts of fucking problems. They can't get that movie started at all. They can't keep a director on that movie. I thought you were talking about the TV show. No, well, the TV show's thriving, as far as I can tell. The movie itself. Uh, so Arrow's the one I need to make fun of. Gotcha. Yeah, Arrow's the one struggling. Gotcha. Gotta keep up. My <laughs> bad. <laughs> you gotta watch all these DC shows. What the hell, man? Yeah, 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 I'll do that. <laughs> get caught up on like eight seasons worth of stuff between yeah, all their crossovers. Weekends. Uh, yeah. I think, I think Reeves would be good. I'd, I'd like to see what he does. I like Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. I really, I think it was better than Rise. Um, I think I've only seen them both once. I own them. I just haven't watched them since I bought them. Um, but they're, yeah, they're both really good. I think Don, I, again, I think Don was better. I'm anxious to see War for the Planet of the Apes. So I want to see what that turns out with. Maybe I'll have a better opinion after I see War to see what kind of style Matt Reeves has and how that could work with Batman. Is, I'm hoping, because I thought, oh, go ahead, Andy. Is the War of the Planet of the Apes, is that like the end of a trilogy? I didn't know. 
I think for this war. trilogy, yeah, I don't know if they're, I don't know what their plan is for that franchise. I mean, if if War makes a shit ton of money, I wouldn't be surprised if they try another movie or a spinoff or something. Um, I thought I heard too with Ben Affleck's script that this Batman might actually focus more on the, his detective side, which I think would be cool to finally see in a movie. Because you don't get a lot of that from the other Batman movies. I don't think there's too no, much detecting. action than anything else. So, yeah, we'll see if, if Reeves can do a detective story for Batman. I think that would be kind of cool. Uh, I don't know. You guys got anything else to add for this one? I feel like we're going through these pretty quick. All right, moving on. Uh, so we're going to move on to Marvel, the Marvel side of things. Uh, Marvel Studios released a video last week, I guess, to kick off the start of production on their biggest movie yet, which is Avengers Infinity War. Uh, the video itself doesn't give away anything we didn't really already know. We know Thanos will be the villain. We know he's looking for the Infinity Stones. And we assumed, I think, but we now have confirmation that the Guardians of the Galaxy will be teaming up with the Avengers in the film. Uh, the video itself shows a few concept art peaches, picture, peaches, uh, a few concept art pictures that features Robert Downey Jr., uh, Tom Holland, and Chris Pratt all on set together. Uh, what did you guys think of the video? Did it get you hyped? Because I got really fucking excited watching this thing. I was real surprised Downey wasn't drunk during the video, <laughs> which led me to believe this wasn't day one, but day zero of production, <laughs> which was a big issue for me because they lied to me from the very beginning. Are you assuming Downey is drunk on set all the time? I mean, if he wants to be in character. <laughs> I was really excited, like, watching the video, because there was this one part where they're like, how do you, like, weaken the Avengers? You split them up, and that's why we did Civil War. Civil War was a setup for Infinity War, so I was like, oh, fuck, I didn't know that. You know, I was real surprised to find out Civil War was a setup. That really spoke to me as, like, a person. I can't tell if you're full of shit or if you're actually, <laughs> if this is all new to you. <laughs> like, uh, the big thing that was like, Chris Pratt looks good. I was happy for that. Like, he just looks like he's, the, you know, good. He just looks good. <laughs> you like the jacket. You want the jacket. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> like, that was a dope fucking jacket. <laughs> but I think that's the big thing is they talked about how they've been building towards Thanos since the first Avengers. And this is the culmination of the largest media undertaking of all time, and no one's fucking done this shit. I'm Kevin Feige and worship me. And it <laughs> just makes you wonder, though, after Infinity Wars Part 2, what's going to happen? I yeah. mean, it's a little soon, because we're, it's, what, two, three years away or whatever, but I wonder where they're going to go from here. Yeah, it's going to be a large bar to clear after this whole Phase 3 or Phase 4, whatever they're going to get into by the time this wraps up. And I'm I'm anxious to see who survives this whole thing. Between, oh, you think they might actually kill someone? I think it's more contracts. I think contracts will be up by the time uh, Avengers 4, which is, I guess is like Infinity War Part 2, will be done. That we There's no confirmation that Robert Downey Jr. is coming back. I'm pretty sure Chris Evans and Chris Hemsworth, their contracts are up at that point. So unless they work on a deal to get these guys back to play these characters for pretty much Infinity, it would be a good time just to wipe them out. If they want to come back later, you can find a way to write them in that they came back to life or something, revive them or something, but... There's for... always Tahiti. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the Avengers protocol or whatever they gave to Coulson to get him up and running again. But 
Yeah, I think it would add a lot of weight to the film if they wipe out three of their main characters in a battle with a big badass villain, and then they have to pick up the pieces without bringing them back to life, at least immediately after. Well, I mean, don't you think they're just going to call off, like, um, Hawkeye and, like, Black Widow? And then it's like, oh, oh wow, I can't believe we lost those hard hitters. <laughs> they could. I mean, they could wipe everybody for all I know. I think No, I a... mean, they're just going to, like, I think at best they'd wipe out some people that barely have superpowers. If even have superpowers. And then See, let but everyone that's else the thing. shine. That's, that's almost expected. That, they would add some emotion. That add a little bit of emotion. Get you, gets the blood going. It's not that provocative, but... What's the thing? Like, I don't everybody, think they're going to kill off a big name. Everybody the first ass- one, at least. Everybody assumed Hawkeye was going to die in Avengers 2. He didn't. He that was more surprising. Live. I think everyone still kind it. of assumes he's going to die. So it would be more surprising if they killed one of their heavier hitters and let the other guy live. The guy with, like, the robot god, the actual god, or the only guy that's been kicking Hitler's ass so for, like, 80 fucking years. All three. Kill off all three, yep. so you, it gives you what Spider Man and Hawkeye. They're gonna destroy Thanos with the Guardians. That's they, it. Hey, they'd That's have the whole Guardians. Part. They'd have the whole Guardians with them. They would have who else is left? Doctor Strange is in the mix now. By the time an, uh, Avengers Four comes out, we'll have Captain Marvel, Black Panther. Uh, they what? Who else have they established? Ant Man's still Ant-Man. running around. That guy that flies. Uh, Vision. Vision 2. The other guy that flies, though. Falcon. Yeah, Falcon. Yeah. Uh, we don't know if Rhodey's going to play a part now. He could somehow get in the suit and start walking again, maybe. Uh, Scarlet Witch is still a heavy hitter. They could let her live. Speederman's there. Speederman? Who's Speederman? Joel Speederman. You lost me. I think he goes by uh, Peter Parker sometimes. Oh. <laughs> you said Spider-Man. I know. Bringing it back. <laughs> got me all confused I mean, at this you point, though, Spider-Man. after listing that off, they almost have to kill people off because they got too many fucking characters. Right, and I think it all it could all come down to a political thing where contracts are up, and instead of recasting, which I think nobody wants, the other safest way to do it is just kill them. Yeah, but then you lose Iron Man and Captain America, which are your two like big hallmarks of the series, which brings up more questions of what you do post-Infinity Wars. Well, right, but by, that's why they're building up all these other characters. So hopefully by then, by the time they wipe these characters out, they have built up but, another roster that people care about and would want to see. You think people see. care about the Vision like they care about Captain America? I'm not saying they do, but there might be, by the time that rolls around, they might have been more invested in Vision if he shows up in a couple other movies between I'm now I'm not saying they won't be more invested, but they're not going to be like, oh, fuck yeah, that's that's Captain Vision, savior of America. <laughs> Captain Vision. <laughs> Hey, he can wield the hammer. I'm just saying, like, it's, it's less about building up and making connections with these characters other than Iron Man, Thor, and Captain America are so recognizable. Yeah. I see your point. I just, but, I mean, the reality is these guys are not going to play these characters for, you know, ten more years. Give CG a chance, bro. <laughs> have old-ass Robert Downey Jr. running around and just have to CG his face and everything. I mean, he barely appears in the movies as is because he costs so much. It's mostly just the fucking suit. Yeah, him in the green screen with the the helmet on. You know? Yeah, I mean, we'll have to see how it shakes out. You know, we're still looking at, I think, Avengers 4 is, what, 2020? So we still got three more years before we really got to figure out what the hell they're going to do or before we can really kind of speculate, maybe? I think you'd have to see signals, though, just based on production schedules and stuff. And Marvel's been pretty open about letting us know what's down the pipeline. 
Yeah, I just don't know if they'd, like, they might announce their next phase right before Avengers 4. Like, I don't think they'd, they'd do it prior to Infinity War, because then everyone will be speculating on the next phase before this phase is even done. Isn't that kind of what they want, though? It's like you always are yearning for the thing after. Right, but I think that's why they release like release the next phase right before this phase ends. So whatever they deem as the end of phase three, whether it's Infinity War or Avengers Four, I think right before that movie comes out, that's when you'll get their list of what they're doing after. Unless some of the characters have like some of those movies or characters that they want to introduce or something has spoilers tied to the outcome of the Avengers movies, maybe they would wait until after Avengers Four. I mean, you think they got to keep building and building towards the next big thing, whatever that's going to be, because I don't know where you go from Thanos. I'm assuming they can't use Galactus still. Yeah, unless they get Fantastic Four back, they can't do Galactus. So I don't know where you even go from Thanos. Yeah, that'll be the trick. Find another badass villain that they can, you know, put the whole Marvel Universe against at some point. Except all the ones you killed off, you fucker. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, hopefully they don't do any kind of weird villain team-up thing that, that failed miserably in a bunch of Batman movies. <laughs> oh, they could get, like, a Suicide Squad together. <laughs> they have that, that'd right? Be a, a, that'd be a good movie. That's the Thunderbolts, isn't that? Isn't that the team? Yeah, I mean, that's, like, A-team. I mean, they do stuff like that, but not a Suicide Squad. So you just make the Thunderbolts, but then call it Suicide Squad. And it just to, just to rub it in that it'd make more money. <laughs> you put Marvel in front of Suicide Squad, suddenly it makes a billion dollars. Like, we didn't get Will Smith, we don't even have the Joker, still fucking out, did you? <laughs> um, Andy, what do you think? Anything in this video that stuck out to you that you want to touch on? Um, it was kind of neat to see uh, Kevin Feige's perspective of, like, that it, that it is a culmination of everything that they've worked towards. But I agree that it kind of really leaves um, very big question marks to what happens afterwards. Yeah. Um, I am really looking forward to having some sort of uh, lasting impression from these movies. Um, consequences is what I'm talking about because I feel like nothing they've done so far has had like a lasting consequence. Yeah. So, so do you think they'd kill... Any of the main characters, or you think they'd let people go? I think it definitely has has possibility. You think it'd be more like on the lines of Hawkeye and Black Widow, or you think like Cap and Thor and Iron Man could go? I uh, I think I don't. I would say no one's safe. Okay. So I want to say like even in the comic books, like where you know people are coming back eventually. It's not like they kill off Cap or Iron Man or Thor that often in the comic books, even. Yeah, but I think part of the, I mean, part of the story, at least for Infinity War, right, is Thanos wipes everybody out. So that could happen by the end of this, like, in, in, by the end of Infinity War, he could have killed everybody. And then maybe something has to happen between, because I'm trying to think what's in between, I think we get a Captain Marvel in between Infinity War and then whatever Avengers 4 is, and I don't remember if there's another movie in there. So... You know, by by Avengers four, you got to get either a team, another team together, or somehow fix what Thanos did to kill everybody to bring everybody back to finally defeat him. I mean, the only thing I can reasonably see is he like forces them, like he beats them up, and they like escape somehow, and like Cap starts some like underground Avengers thing, and we do that little storyline and dance. 
But I can't imagine them actually killing everyone. I could see them separating them. But then I feel like that would be too similar to Civil War, if they just get separated and aren't talking. Well, not, but they're not talking not because they're mad at each other, but because they, they physically can't, because they're like maybe in different parts of the galaxy. Okay. I could, okay, I could maybe see that. I mean, I guess that would be the safe play, not having to kill anybody, but still giving them something like a, an, uh, a problem to solve. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, we probably won't be, really be able to dig into speculation until we get some sort of teaser trailer. Yeah. Or something that we can really dive into. When, and I just sort of want to use this opportunity, maybe. I think we talked about it when we reviewed Doctor Strange. I think Andy was there for that one. Um, but we have, out of the MCU right now, we have five of the six Infinity Stones accounted for. We're still missing one, which is the Soul Stone, I think. Do we have any guesses where that sixth one will show up? Do you think we'll get it in Infinity War? It'll finally show up in that Avengers movie, or do you think we'll see it before then? Um, Is there a possibility Thanos already has it? See, I don't think he has any. Cause the, I, think, I feel like if he had one, he would have put it in the gauntlet. In the gauntlet, we see him pick up in the post-credit of, what, Avengers 2? Um, it's empty. There are, there are no gems in that gauntlet. Yeah, he's picking it up to put one in. What, I feel like they would have showed that if he had one. That's a big thing to well, skip over. They he's keep... saving it for the trailer. So, what, the Infinity War trailer just opens with him already having one and being like, Oh, okay, got one. Next, on to the well, other five. It's like, it's what's, it's like what's, midway through. What's more badass than Thanos is Thanos with an Infinity Gem. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like that defeat the way they've done the other five. You can see it. Think about it in your head. Like, you can see so, it mid-trailer. The guy's voice goes, Galaxies collide. And you see him, like, putting a gem in the stone. Like, the, the stone in the gauntlet. And then it cuts to, like, something else, like Rocket Raccoon saying a one-liner to group. <laughs> That's the trailer. <laughs> Got it. Print. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to see Novacore in this, probably, huh? Because uh, they're the keepers of one of the stones. Yeah. Yeah, he at least might show up and take it from them. Yeah. Because um, I think at the time when we theorized about this one, we figured it probably wouldn't, like... Because he knows six... where that one is. Essentially. Because he knows that um, Ronan had it. And he knows that Nova probably has it now. That could be a fair assumption. Since Ronan tried to attack the like the home planet of the Nova Corps. Failed. Right. Mm -hmm. So he could assume so it's still that's there. That's probably the one that he knows almost definitely where it is. Right? Uh, he might... Um... Where's the thing? Do we think the Collector is working for Thanos, or, the, or is the Collector trying to collect the Infinity Stones on his own? Because the Collector had the Ether and said, one down, five to go. So do we think he's just collecting because he's the Collector? Do you think he's collecting to eventually give them to Thanos? Because if he's in league with Thanos, then Thanos could know that the Collector has one. So he might know where two are. Okay. But if the Collector's just you know, if he's the collector, just yeah, wants I don't, I don't all the really stones. Know what the collector's motivations are, other than collecting stuff. So, so he might be acting on his own. Could Cause be if, okay. Because if that's, I mean, but, if that's the case, then I don't think Thanos would know that he has one. Is he, but if he's aware the of the collector, is the collector? Yeah, is the collector like a greedy guy? Like, does is he someone who would be taking contracts? Like, oh, okay, I'll collect this stuff for you. 
Yeah, I don't know too much. They don't really yeah, dive into his character at all. Too. Yeah, I don't really know much about him from the comics, so. It didn't seem like he was willing to part with stuff. Like, he just he's willing to pay exuberant amounts of money for the thing that he wants, and then he just puts it in a case. Yeah, but like I'm saying, like, if Thanos is aware of the Collector as a person, then he would know he might be collecting Infinity Stones. Oh, uh, yeah. So regardless okay. if he's working for him or not, he would be like, oh, that, that I should check that out. Yeah, it could be one of his stops along the way, whether he knows he has one or not. Like, if I needed something, I'd go to the guy named the Collector. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it, yeah it's fair. It's fair. It's a good place to start. So That's the problem of comic we, books. We can assume <laughs> he like has that. a good idea of where two are, then. Yeah, I think that would be okay. I don't know if he would know that uh, Odin has the Tesseract. I don't know if he would know that the Mind Gem is now in Vision's head. And there's no way he knows where the um, the Doctor Strange one is, right? No. What's that one called? The Time Stone. Time Stone. The, the Amulet of Agamemnon or something? I can't remember. Eye of Agamotto. Uh, that's what it is. So, yeah. I was we're... sort of close. You're getting there. Sounded out. You were sounding it out. You got there. Um. Yeah. So we're waiting to see where the Soul Stone ends up. I don't know if. I feel like we could see it in Thor. I feel like Thor three is is the logical choice. Things I have don't... been pointing towards things with Infinity Gems with Thor, anyways. Yeah. With like the the little dream in the pool that he had and creating vision and stuff. He it seems to be pointing in the direction that Ragnarok would have um, Infinity Stone um, consequences. Yeah, I'm just wondering how the Soul Stone would tie into a Ragnarok storyline. I mean, I guess that's something we could wait and see. Because I, I don't know if another Infinity Stone would be like the, the plot or like a plot point of the next Guardians movie if they just did that in the first one. But I guess like Thor 2 had an Infinity Stone too that had the ether, so I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like one of the one of the cosmic movies, either Guardians or Thor or the two, where would have to show up. They're the ones that are spanning the galaxy that could end up anywhere where this stone is. I think it's unlikely that a third stone will be found on Earth. I don't think that would happen. Fourth stone. The uh the because the Tesseract was on Earth, the Mind Stone was on Earth, and now if the Soul Stone ends up on Earth, that's the third one. Uh, Doctor Strange four. Oh, yeah, yeah. Good call. Yeah, so it's even... Yeah, that's got to be even less likely now. Right. Or more likely. <laughs> I mean, there's already fucking three there. What's the thing? If if they were all... If half of them were on Earth to begin with, why the hell didn't Thanos come to Earth in the first place? He's far away. He didn't start nearby. <laughs> he didn't start on Mars. True. But, I don't know, like, I feel like if you're looking for the things and you know where most of them are, you'd, you'd hustle your ass to get there. Especially since he was holding the fucking... Or no, he never had the Tesseract, he had the Mind Stone. Because that's what he put in the Scepter to give to Loki in the first Avengers. I was thinking he had the Tesseract so he could just pretty much warp himself to... Why did he give Loki the Scepter if he knew it was an Infinity Stone? I think he gave he gave it to Loki so that Loki would go to Earth and get the Tesseract, 
and then bring mm. both back to him. Okay. Yep. Boy, that fucking failed. Well, yeah. That's why when he picks up that gauntlet at the end of Avengers 2, he says, fine, I'm going to do it myself, because he's tired of all these people fucking his shit up. Uh, I don't know. Anything else uh, you guys want to touch on with the video? I thought the one concept art that I saw was pretty cool was Thor wielding the hammer right next to Rocket Raccoon. Yeah. Some guns. That looked pretty yes. cool. Yeah, I'm really curious to see how the Guardians interact with the Avengers. I think that'll be a fun... Like, fun to see them play off each other. I think it'd be fun to see Drax play off anybody else, really. <laughs> Hulk and Drax having full oh on conversations. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> uh, Ian, any final thoughts for the Avengers video? Well, I was like wondering, I guess, back to Thanos real quick. Like, he's got to have like shit going on. Like, he's not just like a three man operation. <laughs> so figure he's got spies all around, right? So he should like he knows everything going on, right? You would think. I mean, I guess we yeah, were sort of speculating he might for sure. Yeah, hmm. that's all. <laughs> that's it. So what are you trying to get at? That he knows where all the stones are? Yeah, I think it's clear. <laughs> all right. Yeah, I guess we'll have to again. It's just we'll have to wait and see. So, do you think we will get a um, an intelligent, a somewhat intelligent Hulk? I don't That's know. I guess they have yet to do. It, it seems like we're going to get if the rumors are true in the way that Thor three is turning out. We will get a a lot of Hulk in Thor three. So we'll have to see how Hulk is in that movie. You would think him and Thor have to be having some sort of conversations if he's going, if Hulk will be the one in the movie and not Bruce Banner. So if they springboard off that, then yeah, it might be by the time Infinity War comes around, Hulk will be able to talk to people a little bit better. That'll be nice. Uh, Alright, so we'll move on to uh, Castlevania coming to Netflix. So Netflix announced it's going to be making a show based around the video game franchise Castlevania. Uh, so for anyone who hasn't actually played Castlevania or knows what that is, it's uh, the game story basically revolves around the Belmont family and their continued uh, run-ins and crossings with Dracula. So it'll be vampire hunting and, and that kind of thing. Uh, the show is said to have the involvement of uh, the Adventure Times Frederer Network, uh, which I think is some sort of animation uh, place for creators. So... I'm assuming this means the show is going to be animated, some some sort of cartoon. Um, and Addy Shankar will be producing, who is the guy who did the dark and gritty Power Rangers short film from a couple years ago. Uh, the series is set to debut sometime this year, but they don't they don't have a date. I think otherwise, just in 2017. Correct. So we'll see when it finally comes out. Uh, have either of you guys played any of the games in the Castlevania series? Yeah, I, mean, I played like Castlevania 1, Castlevania 2 for Nintendo, and I played um, Castlevania Symphony of the Night. Not well. I'm not good <laughs> in any of those games. <laughs> and I've, um, I've, I have a buddy who's been into Castlevania for, since its inception, and he's, I've seen him play a bunch of the games too, so I know a little bit about it, not much. Didn't your brother play a lot of those? He played a couple of them, yeah. I feel like I remember him getting into Symphony of the Night pretty hard. 
Yeah, he played something that like real hard. Uh, okay. there, wasn't there a Castlevania Bloodlines? I think he got into that one too. Oh yeah, yeah. Was that I don't remember what? No, no. PS1. Sega. Oh, no, no, no I don't up. think it was Sega. No, Castlevania was a Nintendo. Franchise. It was, but I definitely had one for Sega. I just don't remember really? what the hell the name of it was. I don't know. I can't remember. Um, Ian, have you played any of the Castlevania games? Just dicked around and like not well, like Andy was saying. <laughs> I've never gotten like real into one because I'm just not good at those kind of games. The 2D side scrollers, platforming, yeah, yeah, not. yeah. I'm stuck on like a fucking Mario 3DS game for like, <laughs> two months now. <laughs> that third dimension, man, really fucks with you. It really fucking does. <laughs> it really fucking does. Were you no good at Mario 64? I honestly, when I was playing that, I I mostly was just dicking around in it. I don't, I didn't even, I don't think like tried to get that many stars. <laughs> like half the damn time, me and my brother would just like replay the same like handful of levels over and over again, just dicking around. <laughs> hey, as long as you had fun. That was that was important at eight. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I I've played. I remember playing Castlevania one and two for Nintendo. I had the one for... I had Super Castlevania for Super Nintendo. That was a really fucking cool game. Um, I know there were some good ones. Like, Symphony of the Night, I know, was really good. I never actually played that one or got into that one. I think they started... As they got to, like, the PS2 and, and on from that, I never really got into those games after that. But the original classic ones, I remember loving those. The music, fucking... I love the music for those, oh, those games. Oh, phenomenal, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, what do you guys think... Uh, would you like to see this Castlevania series? Do you think animation is a I'm, good way to go for the series? I'm very intrigued, for sure. Would you so rather... this... Oh, man. As Sorry to cut they... you off. No, go ahead. It... As long as they keep it dark, you know? Castlevania always has one of those like darker-type Transylvania themes, so I... if, if they keep it dark, I'll probably be interested. Would you prefer animation or live-action? That's a tough call. They I feel like probably... they get away with a lot more animation. Yeah. It's cheaper. Well, dep- yeah, depending on how they do it. I'm assuming it's going to be like 2D animation, but I don't know. Maybe it maybe it'd be some sort of computer. I feel like the com- if it's computer animated, I feel like that it would have had to take a long time to produce and make. And if they're trying to turn it around pretty quickly, it's got to be 2D animation. What do you consider Voltron? 2D. 2D? Yeah. Two, I mean, 2D with like computer assist because some of the 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 battle sequences with with voltron or like any type of ship or uh big machine it seems like it's helped with cg it seems like it's smoother yeah uh ian what do you think well first of all warren ellis is writing this and um reportedly he's also the sole writer there's no one else involved in writing this project oh okay which is me really excited and you mentioned the studio did Adventure Time. They also did some like classic Nicktoons, like Fairly Odd Parents and Chalk Zone. In my teenage life as a robot, so they've, they've been around for a while. I don't know if I know. And Shankar, ones. the producer, also a producer on Dread and the Gray, had this to say about the adaptation because he's seen it. I'm personally guaranteeing this is going to be the best fucking video game adaptation ever made. <laughs> I've seen it. It's fucking amazing. He likened it to Akira, HBO's Spawn, and the Young Justice series. 
all pretty big, very successful series. Yeah. Especially Akira, one of the classic anime movies. So do you think this will be, like, anime style? I, no, I, I don't think... Akira is a lot of blood, gory stuff, psychological elements to it. I think he meant more it's the very mature animation. Okay, I got where you. I, I, I think the style would be more akin to what you're used to seeing in Western cartoons and stuff. Like a Young Justice, like that Teen Titan series from the mid two thousands. Okay, more in that style with like definitely a CG assist because that's very prevalent nowadays and across animation. Yeah, so I'm really excited for it. And I think it'll work a lot better than live action, just because I feel like video game adaptations just never get the budget they deserve to make a good live action. Yeah, that's true. And I think you can get away with too, like maybe I don't think Warren Ellis will have subpar writing, but you can get away with some subpar elements. Like, Assassin's Creed works a lot better as, like, a cartoon or something, because I'm not questioning the whole fucking reason of Assassin's Creed being a fucking movie <laughs> with the stupid fucking technology that they're using all this one guy's memory DNA. <laughs> like, the fuck? <laughs> Did you see the uh, Assassin's Creed movie? No, fuck that. Fuck, no. <laughs> I didn't know if you were basing that off the seeing the movie. What else is uh, Warren Ellis written? Uh, like, movie-wise or just, like, in general? I am not familiar, I'm just curious. Oh, he's a uh, couple big Batman runs. He's a big he's mostly a comic book guy. Okay. Um Fuck, I'm trying to remember his biggest Batman's um got a couple of them over there. He did the Arkham series. I he did a really dope Moon Knight run recently. Oh, okay. Oh fuck. Put me on the spot now. I feel retarded. I'm trying to look up writer too. <laughs> Uh, he wrote for, it looks like a lot, I'm assuming these are cartoons. There's an Iron Man cartoon from 2010, a Wolverine cartoon 2011, X-Men cartoon 2011, uh, Blade 2011. Are those the, are those those anime Marvel cartoons that came out? I don't know. I don't, I don't know if it, well, let me see if I can look at one of these. Yeah, it's the, the Iron Man, it's like anime looking. No, then probably. He did a comic book series back in, like, the early 2000s, starting the late 90s, called The Authority, which is, like, a... It was, like, a very superhero team, and it was kind of, like, akin to... Oh, God, there's one out now. But, um, it's, like, a classic superhero tale just done really well, more of a, like, adult tale version of, like, what you want from superheroes. He's just a very fantastic wordsmith, and I, I just... He would do any series, I think, really well. Like, his Moon Knight run most recently, I think it was 2014, he did the first six issues of that relaunch. God knows what Moon Knight's at now, but he's a very good writer who can bring out a lot in characters and do a lot of different elements, like taking dark stuff, doing little psychological things, which I think work really well in a vampire setting. Oh, yeah, that would definitely, that's a lot of, be nice to see. Well, I'm, well, I'm more excited now. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping they keep the music, too. The music was fucking fantastic. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's that's the one thing that I uh, am still a little cheesed off about with Voltron. So. Oh, they're not using the same music? Yeah, the 80s awesome music, yeah. Wouldn't that be awesome if like the theme song for this show is just like the MIDI music from one of the Castlevania games? <laughs> <laughs> It'd be cool if it kicked off with like the, the MIDI music from the Castlevania game, and then they like went into like a, a metal 
<laughs> thing, you know, something that like Bit Brigade to do. Oh yeah. Actually, if anybody remembers the the old theme song I was using for the show, it was a remixed version of a uh, Castlevania music that I stole from Overclocked. So that was that was a fucking good good song, good song. Um, yeah, I think it'll be funny if the this video game adaptation cartoon does better than video game adaptation movies do. I Maybe think that's though. just a given, honestly, just because of the me- the medium. I think you expect a lot less from your cartoons. Uh, yeah, I guess that's fair. Plus, it gives them a little bit leeway if it doesn't, I guess, perform the way they wanted it. They haven't invested $100, $200 million into it, so if it doesn't make a lot of money back, then who the hell cares? You know, we're talking about two, like, two, four, 30-minute episodes. It's not going to take them too much budget to do it. It should yeah. be give them enough time to craft a nice tale, a good setup for the first four that gets you real hyped, and then boom. I think it's cool it's Netflix doing it. They've been getting into anime. They've done a couple new anime originals, so it's nice to see they're doing new animation originals in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like a new new way to bring in the audience. Yeah, their uh, Netflix original animes have been pretty solid. Mm-hmm. Did you watch some, Andy? Do you have any recommendations? Uh, I liked uh, The Seven Deadly Sins was pretty good. Um, I liked uh, Knights of Sidonia was really good. Um, I just finished watching uh, Ajin, the first few seasons of Ajin De- Demi- Demi-Human. Is that what it's called? I can't remember. Um, yeah, it is. And uh, I've started watching Moro Kukumoro or something. Kuromoro Woro. I don't know what <laughs> I couldn't even tell you if you're right or wrong. Yeah, I, I can't. I can never get Moro Kukamoro or something. I don't know what it is. Is there anything you That's watch again? Can you? Pretty good too. Can you get that title? I haven't right? watched any of these ones on Netflix, but I think it's Kuro Mukuruo. That's what it is. <laughs> he got it. That's <laughs> why I'm here. Ian with the anime win. But I mean, Netflix has been doing a lot of really cool stuff with it, and they're broadening out even more. Like this is obviously a Netflix Japan. And they're doing a lot more to capture that market with, like, Japanese-only anime originals. So as a whole company, this is a new area they're attacking this animation. So it's nice to see them doing it Western animation, too, which I think appeals to a broader audience. See, I don't even like know I said, the specific for Japan. Oh, yeah. And it's even better because, like I said, the Venture Time guys. These guys are dope. Like, <laughs> Venture Time looked like, I know it's the different, you know, it's not the same writer and stuff, but, like, Adventure Time, it's a little simple, but it's really dope. Like, the animation and style. Yeah. Yeah, that's one of those shows I feel like I should watch. I want to watch. I just I can't find the time to watch it. And then, yeah, there's like 200 episodes. Yeah, well, that too. It's only 100 half hours, though. <laughs> well, that makes it a little bit more easier to try to get into. It's, yeah, it's like trying to catch up with The Simpsons. Oh, yeah, true. Could you imagine? <laughs> You'd think that took FXX like two weeks. <laughs> Just playing them all back to back. Uh, Alright, anything else to add for Netflix for the Castlevania series? Or we'll uh, move on. Nothing else? Alright. Uh, so, well, as I mentioned at the top of the show when I was talking about topics, we might get James Cameron back to the Terminator franchise. Um, for anyone that saw Terminator Genesis, it should come as no surprise that Paramount is struggling with the Terminator franchise. They, no, yeah, I don't believe you. It's totally <laughs> scrapped. They originally had plans for two more sequels and a tie-in TV show. 
but the studio has put all those plans on hold. Um, and as I was trying to look up why, like why James Cameron could be coming back now after all these years, I stumbled upon, I guess, like the the rights for Terminator, like where they've gone to over the years. Is anyone familiar with the what happened to the Terminator rights over the last thirty years or so? No. I'm assuming I read the same article as you. Okay, and we'll see. If, we'll see if our uh, research uh, matches up. So I guess like back when Cameron first when made the first Terminator, he obviously was an unknown director at that time. He didn't have anything under his belt. So to ensure that he was not fired as the director and was able to stay onto this movie and make it the way he wanted, he sold the rights to the Terminator for one dollar to the producer Gail Ann Hurd for for one dollar. He that that's all it took. Um I guess with that, it it stipulated that he can't have the rights back for thirty five years. So between now and then, uh, after he sold the rights, he came back and wrote and directed Judgment Day. And then, I guess while working on that movie, he mentioned to producers Mario Kasser and Andy... I'm going to butcher this guy's name. Vagina? As far as I can tell, that's how you say it. Uh, that he intended to uh, buy the Terminator rights back from Carlco whenever they went bankrupt. But he told these two producers, so they beat him to it. They bought the rights before he did. Now, they bought them thinking he was going to come back and make the next Terminator movie with them since they had the rights, but instead he walked away. He didn't want anything to, anything to do with it. Which so, makes sense. They fucked him over. Oh, yeah. So, after he left, he had no involvement with Terminator 3, 4, the Sarah Connor Chronicles TV show. Uh, after all that, the rights were auctioned off and sold to Pacificor for just under $30 million, $29.5 million. As far as I can tell, Pacificor did nothing with the rights. A couple years later, they went bankrupt, so they were auctioned off again. And then they were bought by producer Megan Ellison for about $20 million. Um, I think she, her and her brother, I think it was Dave Ellison, were the ones responsible for Terminator Genesis and trying to get this whole shared universe crossover thing kicked off. Well, that yeah, failed his, terribly. His uh, production company co-financed Genesis. Yeah, he works for Skydance. So they, they work on a little bit bigger budget, bigger budget movies, so she thought he'd be able to help them out, and then they, they really tanked that movie. Um, but as I mentioned, when he, when Cameron sold the rights for a dollar back in 1984, he wouldn't be able to get the rights back for 35 years, which means he will get them back in 2019. So with that in mind, they're looking for Cameron to come back as a producer, because he's still tied up in Avatar World, which I don't know if he'll ever get out of anytime soon. Four sequels. Yeah, that that franchise. Well, that'll be another story later, I'm sure. Um, so they're looking to help to have him come back as a producer, help shape this franchise again. And it looks like, according to rumors, that Deadpool's Tim Miller will be directing the next Terminator movie. Uh, so what do you guys think? With uh, Cameron returning to the franchise, Tim Miller set to direct... Do you think that's enough to bring this franchise back? Do you think it's a good move? What a What's way to rate the ship. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, sorry, Ian, what would you say? I didn't hear you. Uh, I was just wondering, like, is Cameron actually coming back? He just gets the rights back. He doesn't actually have to participate. Like, there's no... He hasn't signaled he actually would in any way. See, capacity. I, from what everything that I was reading, too, saying that, like, one of the things he, he has said on record that he regrets doing is selling the rights to Terminator. So if well, he gets, Yeah, look how much it's worth. 
I think it's more of a creative thing. I think he just, he doesn't like what they did with the franchise without him. I think if he gets it back, he would like to shape it the way he sees fit. Like they might even, if he comes back to this and produces and Tim Miller directs it and they get a movie made, they might even just keep Cameron's first two movies and make like technically Terminator 3 and just retcon everything after that. Which is like what every Terminator does. So it's not different than any of the other sequels. <laughs> True. They're all essentially retcons. That's how time travel works. Yeah. But yeah, I, I don't know. I just, just giving Cameron, I think, the, the opportunity to come back and sort of quote unquote fix this franchise that he created. I think that'd be a good move. I think essentially him coming on as producer just lets them have like a better excuse to retcon everything but the first two movies. <laughs> well, I mean, that's It'll be thing- like more believable. Do you think, well, I guess that's maybe a bigger question. Do you think they would start it? Like, right after Terminator 2, and then, like, make a story from there? Or do you think they'd reboot the entire thing and let Cameron start over from scratch? It depends, like I said. I don't know how much involvement he'd really have in it. Like, you know, four Avatar sequels. Yeah, I mean, They're shooting his, two at a time. That's his focus. It makes no sense. He'll be... I'm, I, I imagine he's going to be doing that for years to come. But I still think if he is listed as producer, and maybe they need creative input or help shape the story or something, I think he'd be on board to help out with that. But I, I guess the thing is then, like, we're, they could go so many different places due to time travel that it almost doesn't matter if it's a full retcon, a first two movies only count retcon. Like, with the property itself, there's so much you could do because you could literally just say, oh, the Terminators went back to the 60s, that's the new, this new timeline, <laughs> they diverged again. Yeah. Fuck Terminator. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Andy, what do you think? What do you think they'll end up doing? What will they end up doing? Yeah, what's, what's your guess? Do you think they'd, they'd retcon all this stuff? Do you think they'd start at Terminator 2 and go from there? They would probably have to. I, mean, I think every Terminator is retconned. Like Ian said, every Terminator is pretty much retconned the previous one, hasn't it? I mean, I thought... In, in, uh, in small ways sometimes, except for this last one, but... Yeah, I think yeah, Genesis said, tried to do too. it the worst, but they failed miserably. I'm excited. I mean, if you're going to get the Terminator franchise back on track, the, those are two good guys to lean on. Yeah, I think everybody was waiting to see where Tim Miller was going to end up after Deadpool. Like, I think he was one of those sought-after directors, and since he wasn't doing Deadpool 2, at least I was curious where he was going to end up. So to see him possibly... Of course, I don't know. I don't know how soon they're going to do the Terminator movie? Like, are they waiting for Cameron to get the rights back in 2019 before they move forward? Or are they just going to assume that he wants to help? Or maybe they talked to him ahead of time and said, hey, you get the rights back. Will you help us make a movie? And he's on board with that so they can start within the next year? Well, I think it, like the article I read on Deadline and talking about it, it seemed because he had the involvement in Genesis, which is was made by the people with the current rights and they're going to work with him like in the future. So I assume he's like would be like okay with it, and that they would start pre-production already, so they could have a release by 2020. Okay, like so said, he I might be involved him, already then. I could see him more as an involvement as like an executive producer, like maybe pitching this to some like just, you know studios or something to like pick up. But I don't know how much creative, like not just influence, because he could have whatever he wanted. I just don't know how much he wants. Yeah, or just has time for honestly. Yeah, those Avatar things, they're going to... I don't know. Because he, he wrote himself in the corner doing four fucking movies. That's crazy. He's going to be doing that for the next ten years. Fucking Titanic. <laughs> it's all Titanic's fault. 
Yeah, I don't know. Uh, again, I guess we'll have to keep an eye on this and see how quickly they try to move into production or if they, because I don't think this is like an official announcement. This is what everybody, I guess, maybe is assuming is going to happen just from the way things should shake out. At least I'm sure Tim Miller's been involved with talks and if he gets involved in a movie and he hears that Cameron might be helping produce and write this ship, like, I don't know who would turn that down. I think that'd be great to have, you know, the originator of the, of the series come back and help write the ship. I think that'd be a good move. Well, I think it's like the thing, like, is it dope that there's another fucking uh, Blade Runner? Yeah. Is it dope Ridley Scott's involved? Yeah. Is it going to be dope? I'm not sure. That's a good (laughs) point. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah, we're we're taking a lot of the wait and see approach with a lot of these to see how they come out. And I really think that's what you have to do, especially nowadays. Everything gets beyond hype. Like oh, I can't yeah. imagine there's been other than DC's movies, everything gets hyped pretty well. <laughs> other than DC, they try their damnedest to hype their stuff. It just doesn't work. <laughs> well, because they started off, they're like, "Oh, that trailer's pretty dope. Suicide Squad could be good." Oh, there's been 20 reshoots. <laughs> no one knows what the fucking script was. <laughs> Will Smith was like, fuck it. That, that's their hype. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so we'll follow this. We'll keep an eye on it and see uh, see how this turns out. See if we get any type of official announcements anytime soon or when they might try to go into production and go from there. Brian will be breaking news on the BG Super Friends Twitter page. Yeah, I'll, sure. I'll try to mm-hmm. make sure I'm keeping I'm I'm bad enough on my personal Twitter, let alone trying to do the podcast Twitter. See how terrible I am with that stuff. <laughs> anybody could <laughs> be sending all us, the hashtags. Yeah, anybody could just like send us questions. I'll probably never see it for like weeks just because I'm not using Twitter as often as I should. I tweet when I'm on this show and it takes Brian like two days to see it. <laughs> <laughs> true story. That is a true story. <laughs> Uh, all right, so we'll move on to our last story, which is the new director for Godzilla 2. So we have, after the Godzilla reboot with Gareth Edwards, I guess after that was deemed a success, they obviously announced the sequel. However, after the first Godzilla, Edwards moved on to direct Rogue One. Legendary at the time had every intention of waiting for Edwards to move forward on Godzilla 2. But I guess they're also trying to build this shared universe with Godzilla and King Kong, so they may have had a specific timetable that they wanted to get this movie made. And I guess Edwards wasn't available for that timetable. I guess maybe, I don't know if he got too caught up in the Rogue One production, or wasn't ready to jump back into Godzilla right after finishing a Star Wars movie. Maybe he just needed a break. I'm not really sure of the details. Either way, Edwards isn't directing this one. So Legendary had to find a replacement. So the director for which they're calling Godzilla King of Monsters, will be Michael Daughtry. Oh, I don't really familiar with that name. Apparently he has directed a few smaller horror flicks. They're Trick or Treat and Krampus. And looking at the IMDb, he's helped screenplays for X-Men 2, Superman Returns, and X-Men Apocalypse. So Heavy hitter. Yeah. Take mm-hmm. Anytime you get the that. X-Apocalypse writer to direct your film. <laughs> oh, man, you gotta do it. I'm more worried about Superman Returns. That movie fucking sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I should look this up to be sure, but I feel like Superman Returns had just had a shit ton of writers. So I don't I think know I wrote if you can that. pin it on one guy, because if there was like 15 people writing it, like that just screams there's problems. Uh, okay, no, he's one of... One, two, screenplay is two people, story by three people. Yeah, so five people, I guess, worked on that script. So it's not as bad as I thought. So he's one of the five. He gets a lot more credit now. Way to go, man. Yeah. 
Oh no, two of those people were named twice. He's one of the three. So yeah, maybe he does get a lot of that. Because he, he is credited what the as a fuck. That movie is, sucked big huge nuts. Him and him and Dan Harris are credited as screenplay and also story by, and Brian Singer is is credited with story. So between the three of them, they crafted Superman Returns. So yeah, he can get the blame for Superman Returns. Well that sucks. <laughs> I love I mean the good I news is Godzilla. I guess he's I don't think he's writing the Godzilla King of Monsters movie. I think he's just coming in. No, he is. He is writing it? He's doing the screenplay. Wow, I missed that memo. Okay, so maybe we should be a little bit worried. I'm fucking worried now, yeah. Because <laughs> um, I really liked Gareth Edwards' Godzilla. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought it beat the absolute living shit out of uh, the uh, Matthew Broderick Godzilla of the mid-90s. Or Roland 90s Emmerich. Or that movie sucked ass. Yeah, it was the Roland Emmerich one. Uh, whoever, uh, it sucked. <laughs> He's the guy that did Independence Day. Yeah, well, look what he did with the second one. Yeah, well, point taken. <laughs> uh, Ian, what do you think? You on board uh, with this the, guy? The directing choice is awful. <laughs> no, maybe not awful. Like, did you see he might just be a poor movies? writer. Did you see he Krampus be a poor writer. Trick or Treat? No, but Krampus is certifiably fresh on Rotten Tomatoes, so. Well, that's something. Yeah, that's, you could, I was surprised. You could put that on the poster. I heard things. They're making another sequel to Trick or Treat, so. Alright, so I guess the first one of those did well enough. That's 2007, so I guess. Uh, a little late for a sequel, but. You would think, but you know. <laughs> but I think the big thing is, is like, the first Godzilla was really dope. Really enjoyed it. Um, I thought it was cool to introduce those little. Uh, I forget what they call them. I'm going to call them Aminos. That's the little monsters he fought. That's what we're calling them, Aminos. Mutos. Mutos. That <laughs> sounds a lot less cool than Aminos or whatever. <laughs> and it had that guy in it, that Heisenberg fella. He was pretty good. A little upset he died. Spoilers. Uh, no, I'm not sure I know who you're talking about. You lost me. Brian Cranston. Oh. Yeah, don't Did you not watch Breaking Bad? It's negative. The fuck? <laughs> How do you have a show? <laughs> so, I thought it was solid. It's um, a little disconjointed, maybe, at times, where they could, like, they really had a lot of arguments in that movie about whether or not Godzilla was there to protect us or not. <laughs> like, an inordinate amount of time. And I think my biggest issue with this is the shared universe of Godzilla and King Kong. So, I've gone on the record on this show probably five times now because somehow <laughs> I'm always on when we talk about King Kong. Godzilla's gonna wreck his shit in three seconds, and if he doesn't, the movie lied to us. It lied he, to us all. Yes, I completely agree. There's no way that, that King Kong like, could even shine his shoes. Like, I don't care how big you make Kong. It literally doesn't work. Like, it doesn't fucking matter. He could be as big as the fucking planet. He still gets <laughs> annihilated by atomic breath. It doesn't, he doesn't have scales or armor. This, it doesn't fucking work, Bradley. Calling you up, Mike Bradley. I know you're listening. <laughs> I'm gonna make sure he listens to this now. <laughs> it's just so. I guess I want to know where they're going with here because this definitely comes out before the shared universe one, right? Well, we're getting King Kong this year, and then Godzilla two, I think, is I 2019, yeah. March 22nd. Okay, yeah. So, so I don't know when. Do we have? The, did they do a release date for? Or release window for King Kong and Godzilla. Oh, the shared universe one. Who yeah. knows? Who? Ho I hope not. 
I did a quick IMDb search, and then I saw King Kong vs. Godzilla 1962, and I was like, wait, that's not right. That's a good one, though. <laughs> Godzilla vs. Kong 2020. Okay. So, I guess my biggest issue with the King Kong movie now, other than the fact that they're going to try and pitch me on the fact that he could go up against Godzilla, is that they have to mention Godzilla at some point. Otherwise, how did the universes connect, you know? Yeah, I think we'll get that in, in the Kong movie that's coming out. So I think... they either have to just offhandedly mention, no, Godzilla's a real thing. Yeah. And we're looking for a giant monkey because we're fucking retarded. We're <laughs> not looking for the awesome fucking underwater lizard. <laughs> well, I guess so maybe they're not worried about to happen. Godzilla as much since he sort of saved the day in the movie. He's still like an unpredictable beast. Like if I'm out in the wild and a tiger like kills another predator, I'm still worried about the fucking tiger, you know? <laughs> Like, I'm not just like, oh, oh, the tiger's my friend now. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's the big issue, because then Godzilla 2 then takes place in a universe where we know Kong exists. Yeah. So then, like, wh- what's Godzilla doing other than setting up a fight with King Kong? Not to like, mention, I thought the He's got to do something. I thought the mo- rumors for Godzilla 2 was, like, Godzilla fighting even more, like, uh, classic Godzilla monsters. You would what, think like the Rodan, Mechagodzilla, or we, Mothra, what are we talking about? Yeah, I don't know which one, but I thought that was the rumor, was that you're going to see like, him fight some of the classic ones. King of the Monsters implies he's fighting multiple monsters to prove he's the best. Right, so again, to, to Ian's point, if Godzilla shows up again out of nowhere and starts fighting a bunch of other monsters, why is King Kong not involved with fighting these monsters as well? Because he's stuck on Skull Island? I don't fucking know. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he's a dumb fucking monkey that can't leave an island. Godzilla goes where he pleases. He takes what he fucking wants. Like, I, I can already see it. Godzilla 2 is going to end up with him, like, fucking up Mothra. For some reason, we made a Mecha Godzilla because we're dumb and we create Skynet. <laughs> and then he's going to mysteriously, like, end up destroying, like, fucking Godira or something and then just end up. On Skull Island, and then they're like, oh shit, you guys ready for this now? And I was like, no. No, sir, I am not. <laughs> I can't wait till they release a trailer for this this Versus movie, and then we have that to talk about. I'm going to make sure Ian and Bradley the are worst. on there. <laughs> the worst fucking movie. <laughs> Just let them go to town. <laughs> Recently, last year, Shin Godzilla came out, which was the new Japanese version of Godzilla. I heard that was good. It was. It was phenomenal. Really? I it need was, to see it. It was really weird, though, in a sense, because they didn't go CG. They went, like, actual shit. And it looks weird as fuck. Godzilla looks creepy as hell. <laughs> it's really fun. And it was directed by Hideki Anno, who, as our anime fans know, directed the Neo Genesis Evangelon series, one of the finest animes ever produced while he was in a deep depression. He's not depressed anymore, and he fucking nailed it. So Godzilla's got all these hits coming out. And King Kong hasn't had shit since Peter Jackson was alive. <laughs> and I'm supposed to give a fuck about King Kong. I mean, we'll have to see if you change your tune after Kong comes out this year. I won't. I'm guaranteed. <laughs> I have too much money on black to switch to red right now. <laughs> I'm not saying you have to completely change your mind, but at least feel like maybe Kong has a chance after that one. I don't know. Biologically, he has no chance. <laughs> Could they make a decent Kong movie? Yes. Biologically... This is a stretch of the imagination. <laughs> I guess we'll have to see what, because I feel like, according to the trailer for Kong, that he's going to be fighting some shit, too. So I guess we'll see what they put him up against. 
just non-atomic to see if they... lizards. Like that's it. It's, so it's over. Yeah, I'm sure it's nothing with atomic like, breath, but it might be something that not even starts he's to gonna fight a T Rex at best so, again. So are we guessing <laughs> that uh, Godzilla versus Kong is going to play out like Batman v Superman, where they fight each other and then they join together to take on a bigger that's threat? My guess yes. It's going to be really weird when they both find out they have mothers. And that's gonna be <laughs> <nice time. laughs> Godzilla says, "Martha." <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine if their mothers are also named Martha? That'd be wacky. <laughs> this is the first time Godzilla talks ever. And the one word he I says you Martha. <laughs> I'd be fine with it if there's a long car just have Godzilla actually say Martha. And Kong's like, oh shit, he's got a mom too. As he's got his fucking atomic spear about to stab him through the heart. <laughs> I think we've cracked it. I, I can't wait to see this on screen. It's going to be fantastic. Oh, I can already see it. Kong's talking to Stephen Brule. If there's even a 1% chance that <laughs> Godzilla can destroy the whole world, we have to take him out. <laughs> I'd watch that movie. Let's do that, guys. Let's write that right now. <laughs> no, it's just literally BVS, but just replace the names of Godzilla and King Kong. <laughs> Same fucking movie. Shot for shot remake. So who's all the supporting Kong characters? driving around the Batmobile killing a bunch of people. <laughs> So we'd have to put in, like, Mothra for, like, Lois Lane or something? Yeah, I'd, I'd watch it. <laughs> like a Godzilla's Catwoman or something? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Uh, Yeah, I don't even know where to go from there. Anything else we should talk about <laughs> Godzilla 2 for? They should get a new director. So you're not on board with Daughtry? Daughtry. No. And I feel bad because I'm sure he's the nice person. (laughs) (laughs) But other than like Krampus, he's got nothing that screams to me, I'm gonna knock the fuck out of a Godzilla movie. So if Edwards was coming back to direct this one, you'd be okay with this one? Oh, yeah. I'm still okay with it, but he would do a better job. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah, I don't know, judging from Daughtry's uh, IMDb and the stuff to his name, I don't know how confident I feel in him. I'm hoping that, you know, if if it's anything, I keep comparing to Marvel because they're the ones doing the shared universe correctly. But if they have someone crafting these stories and like this is the the framework we want to use going forward for these couple movies, this is how they're going to work together. If they already have a plan and someone with that clear direction that they can sort of get the mold the director to make what they want that'll fit into this plan, maybe that'll work. If, if yeah, maybe, his name's Brick of Coke. I don't know if you made that up or not. I have no idea. Did you actually look that up? Brick of Coke? <laughs> I, Brick I of cocaine! You think that is an actual person's name? You said it quick enough that it sounded like it could be somebody's name. For all I know, Brick is a nickname for something. I don't fucking Yeah, it is! <laughs> bricks of cocaine are literal bricks, Brian. I, okay, I got that. You should watch Breaking Bad. They have bricks of meth. But they're not directing Breaking Bad. <laughs> yeah, my Breaking Bad knowledge is lacking. So, uh, yeah, so we'll see. I don't know. Well, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know where to go anymore. Um, yeah, anything else for Godzilla? I think that's that's all I got. We could wrap Watch it the up other ones. with this one. Which ones? Like Shin Godzilla, the last one that Garth did. Or any of the classics. That Garth did. Yeah, that's his name. Gareth. <laughs> no, it's Garth now. <laughs> <laughs> Brick of Coke told me. <laughs> Party on, Garth. That was that's that was my <laughs> next. 
Uh, all right. Uh, wrapping up with that Wayne's World reference. Uh, I think that's where we're going to end this one. I don't really have anything else. We've covered all the topics. We went through them quicker than I thought. So this will be a short episode for you. Still, still like two hours. It's like an hour twenty-ish. <laughs> that's not bad. That's short for just, us. Just stretch it. It's <laughs> two hours. So when people hear me say two hours, like, oh, damn, it was two hours. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so if you've enjoyed the show, please stop by iTunes, leave us a five-star rating and review. Be sure to share, subscribe, and favorite the show wherever you listen to us. That'll help us out. As always, you can find us on Facebook. You can search for Brygana Super Friends or go to www.facebook.com slash Friends. And as I mentioned at the top of the show, you can find us now and send us questions at Friends at gmail.com or at bgsuperfriends on Twitter. Promise I will try to look at that a little bit more often than I, than I normally do, and I will try to get back to you if you send us something. Uh, and that's it. On behalf of Andy, Ian, and myself, thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you next time. And check out my uh, YouTube series, AOL Keywords, Bass Wizard Reviews. Oh, wow. It's legit this time. I mean, I haven't done it in like two months. (laughs) I just more wanted to say AOL Keywords. (laughs) Hey, Andy's still using AOL. Hey, shut up.